1: okay welcome to the earn your leisure podcast uh, I want to give a quick background story of how this all got started. So, first off, my name is Rashad Bilal. For anybody that doesn't know me, but my partner Troy Millings. So we live. So, um, so anybody that's been following me for the last year and a half on Instagram, you know, I post content about different financial topics, but I kind of take a different approach to it. Um, you know, I talk about you know sports and entertainment, kind of the backstories that a lot of times people aren't familiar with or may not know. And also different, you know, business models and different businesses and investments and stuff like that. So uh, Instagram has a format where you can only put up one minute video. So a lot of people were asking me, you know, when am I going to do a podcast or, you know, they want an extended version of the conversation. So I thought that it would be a great idea to have this podcast. And then when I was thinking about the podcast, you know, I wanted to have a partner and uh, my partner, Troy, I thought was would be a perfect pick because he's actually somebody that you may not be familiar with if you follow my Instagram or you may be familiar with. But So I teach a financial literacy class to kids, and he's the one that actually got me involved with that. I actually teach his class. It's his class that I teach. And also, a lot of the stuff that I post on Instagram comes from conversations that me and him have and has been having for a very long time. We always have conversations about a lot of different stuff. So I wanted to, you know, share our conversations to the world and uh have it on a on a broader scale. So it's not just me and him in his living room anymore. It's <laughs> yeah. it's you know for the internet to hear. So that's kind
0: of backstory. So Troy you want to give your perspective on it? Yeah, I mean pretty much what Rashad is saying is hundred percent accurate. We've we've had conversations for so many years, I think over 20 years of conversations, and um, over the past few years, we've seen some of those conversations turn into realities. And it was like, we thought the conversations that we were having were almost commonplace, and what we started to notice is that these conversations aren't happening, especially in our community, and the communities um, throughout uh, the country. Um, and that was evident when we saw the content that you were putting up on your page, and it was the feedback was just so amazing. like. Thank you so much for the education, and I never knew that. And we started looking at ourselves like, wait, they didn't know that? I thought people knew that. Um, So there was definitely a need there, and um, Earn Your Leisure podcast is is now live. Oh, we got to talk about
1: the name, too, Earn Your Leisure. So anybody that follows me, that's like my hashtag that I've been using for a while, Earn Your Leisure. And Troy actually came up with that hashtag. He thought that that was a, a good I was trying to think of something to come up with, and he thought that that was perfect as far as earn your leisure. Yeah,
0: and, man, that 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 let, let, let's give him the whole story, like like so like the conversation that we said, like that just happened from that conversation. It was like I, you had just started that. Listen, I'm I have a, an avenue now through Instagram. Um, but let's take him even further back. Let's take them, because part of the reason I was like that's a great idea is because people miss the hard work that goes prior to this this moment right here. Um, so we've been in that classroom in the summers f- from our program, and we'll talk about the program later on. But for eight years now, maybe nine years, right? We've been in that classroom, and the original thought was, "Hey, I know that finance is something that um, it is not being taught in school, and I knew that you are a financial advisor. Obviously, as, as my best friend, we knew that that two. Th- we should link those two things, right? Like you teach finance." I'm an educator, less length or two. And at first, and I think you put that in the post, and I, I thought that was really honest of you. It was like, it's not the easiest thing to do. I think people are under the like, if I teach, um, if I teach kids and I can teach anybody, or if I've never taught kids before, I can get in the classroom and do it. And I, you were very honest about that. It was like, you know, this is difficult. Like, I, this, this is not for me. But to your credit, man, you stuck with it. And now, right, you, you can see that the education that you're giving to these kids is, Something that they're going to take with them for a long time. And now the world gets to see it on Instagram, like some of the, the work we've been doing. But it's been eight years, and
1: that's now, yeah, how Earn Your Leisure comes,
0: comes about. For
1: right? sure, for sure. So that's where we're at right now, the Earn Your Leisure podcast. And like I said, before we go into it, the Earn Your Leisure podcast will be giving you behind-the-scenes look at financial deals in the entertainment, sports business, um, different fields, and, you know, we're going to try to make it exciting a lot of times people have an idea of business that is boring or it's over their head. It's not either one. So that's kind of, you know, the reason why we wanted to start this, um, you know, to kind of bring it to light and, and make it fun and, and make it understandable and make it relatable. Um, so, yeah. So let's jump right into it. Yeah. Let's jump right into it. So, um, you know, I
0: took
1: notes. I <laughs> took up. notes. I'm prepared. Yeah. So um, we're going to start with, with the music industry. Yeah, because I, both of us are huge fans.
0: Yeah, I think the, the music raises us, I would say, right? Like, I think we used to get into debates about, did we learn more from the music? Did we learn more from school? And I, I mean, I'd say it was, it's equal, right? Like, some of the lessons that we learned from listening to Nas and Jay, um, and Big to a certain extent, um, we still apply those lessons today. Um, so, uh, one of the things that I heard, um, from one of my favorite albums, uh, Jay-Z's last 444 album was, um, you do still signing deals. Still. After all they done stole for real. After what they did to all Lauren Hill. And I realized like certain generations don't even know who Lauren Hill is, right? Like so, miseducation of Lauren Hill comes out in 1998. We got kids now who are 19 who were not even born, right? So they just know Lauren Hill as the woman who kind of dresses funny in their opinion. Um, but there was some major things that happened with her. And on your page, I saw that, you know, some people were wondering like, Hey, what's a what's a what what's up with these record deals? What's a three sixty deal? What does that even mean? Um, so we're gonna give a fresh approach on what that is and, and how that looks.
1: Yeah, so yeah, so when Jay when Jay said that y'all still signing deals for real, um, so one of the things he was alluding to was the three sixty deal, right? Right, right. So, like you said, a lot of time, a lot of people have been asking me to make a video about the three sixty deal, but I just didn't want to make a, you know, a one minute clip about it. I wanted to kinda go into depth about what the three sixty deal really is because obviously a lot of people have aspirations of being in the music business, mm-hmm. whether they want to be producers, artists, singers, um, whatever. So it's important for them to have the business knowledge, not just, you know, how to rap or how to write a song or how to shoot a video. You know, right. there's a lot of stuff that goes in behind the scenes that a lot of people aren't familiar with. So 360 deal, 360 deal. You want, you want to start this off or you want me to start it off?
0: Um. So uh, we can. I'll start it. So 360 deal is um something that came about in the early 2000s. Um, record companies started to realize that they were losing revenue, um, because of illegal downloads. Right. So people weren't buying albums because we could just get it off of, I guess, Napster at that point and LimeWire. Um. So record companies were like, "Hey, we're losing money. We have to figure out a way to earn this money." So Sean Parker. Sean what? Well, we got we, we to acknowledge
1: Sean. Parker. Yeah, a legend. A we legend. can't. We can't. We can't just take that lightly. Sean Parker changed the game. Absolutely. Changed the world. Absolutely. Anybody not familiar with Sean Parker, he's the guy behind Napster. Yeah, twice he changed the world with Facebook also. Absolutely. But Napster, they were they the first ones to start ripping music.
0: I believe so, man. I believe so. Like in the late nin- late nineties, I-, I believe uh, Napster comes about and. When we found out about that, it was like... So
1: before Napster, everybody was buying CDs. You, yeah. go to, you go to Sam Goody,
0: you go to your local record store, and you buy a CD. Let's go down a list of those, those stores that you're talking about that don't exist. Sam Goody's, um, Coconuts, For Your coconut. Entertainment. I Remember I Coconuts? Forgot, I forgot about Coconuts. <laughs> For Your Entertainment, um, a bunch of these, these, these warehouses that would sell music um, that don't exist anymore.
1: Okay. So, so all right. So... Napster comes along. Yeah. What exactly did Napster do again?
0: So uh, Napster, he figured out a way to get music um, illegally and stream it through the internet. Um, so and you could
1: you could you could just get it from Napster's website,
0: right? So well for, you, for free for free. So that that was the first time we started getting music for so free. So that
1: that actually was the first stream,
0: right? 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 right.
1: As we know it today, right? Because he was taking the music and putting it on his website and then from the website you can take it right. so it was a a, a,
0: a data file of just files right and that was the first time it was like direct to consumer right so now i didn't have to go to the store to buy the cassette tape which doesn't exist i didn't have to go to the store to get the cd i'm getting it directly in my home not only am i getting it directly in my home but now i can get a multitude of artists right i can make my own mix of songs, right? Like, I remember showing people how to do it, and it was like, oh, my gosh, like, this is amazing. Like, I can make my own mixtape. I don't have to waste money anymore. Um, so, like, yeah, that was the first direct-to-consumer uh, music outlet.
1: And then, okay. So then once the record companies pretty much shut that down, they hit him with, like, what? Well, oh, the, the federal government. Federal government shut right. it down. I'm sure the record companies played a part. That
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Guy.
1: What they hit them $200 million lawsuits? Oh, it was like crazy.
0: Copy, all types of copyright infringement lawsuits. Um, but after, I mean, that doesn't stop it, right? Like that idea, you can't. No, you can't. You can't, you can't stop can't that idea. Stop
1: energy. There it is. You can't stop energy. Because once it's out there, you can try to contain it, but. Right. It's like the, the doors are open
0: at that point. Well, yeah, you can't close your eyes to so it. So
1: once they shut down Napster. But the record companies did a smart thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. So from Napster, we have to go to Steve Jobs.
0: No, go, well, there's a few other outlets. So once Napster starts, then other uh file sharing services come about. So then you get a LimeWire, right? And then a bunch of other But that was still illegal. Still illegal. So like he that's the idea. Then you get a bunch of other file sharing companies that come out. And now they're not just sharing music, right? So like movies. They're, now they're sharing movies, they're sharing TV shows, all types of forms of outlet of media, right? They're sharing books. Like you can download a book. So now it's like this entire industry has to figure out how are we going to stop this thing from bleeding. Like this is bleeding. The music industry is bleeding. We're losing money at an all-time rate. How are we going to stop it?
1: So, okay. Now we enter Steve Jobs
0: in the picture. Okay.
1: So Steve Jobs has the brilliant idea. Well, it's actually not his idea, but he made it come to life.
0: Right. Accepted the idea.
1: Of the iPod. Right. And then from the iPod came iTunes. Yeah. Right? Yep. So with iTunes, it's like the first legal streaming service. Right. Because now we're paying for it. Right. So now he got with all the record companies, Mm -hmm. the heads of all the record companies, Mm -hmm. and said, look, streaming, you can't stop streaming. Right. Right? But you can make money off of it. You can be part of it. Right. Let's come together. I have the platform. You have the music. We can merge. Now we have iTunes exactly on your iPod, right, so now it's legal streaming, yeah, as we know it today, mm-hmm. and then that's grown to Spotify and title and everything else mm-hmm. so with that comes the creation of the three sixty deal, right right because before record companies well talk about the record
0: so record record before. companies were pretty much basing their revenue off the sales of albums, right? And off the sale of singles, right? But after those singles no longer, I have, I don't have to pay for them, I get them for free, how do we generate money? Right? And they knew that their artists were still generating revenue on top of the album sales, right? So when they go and tour, um, whether they make uh, in-store visits, whether they sell merchandise, they're still generating revenue. So artists are very resilient people, right? Right. So once the artist figured
1: out they wasn't making money selling albums anymore. They found other revenues to make money. Right. Touring, which has been a, 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 um, a revenue stream for years. But Still is. They, so they make money on touring. Then they started merch, mm-hmm. selling merchandise. Then they started in-store appearances, walkthroughs, all kinds of stuff. Right. right? And so the music became just a platform that gets your name out there yeah. so you can make money off of all the other different aspects of it. So when the record companies figured that out, right, they say okay, the artist is still making money, but we're not making money anymore <laughs> right. because
0: album sales, nobody's buying yeah. albums. So there's no point in now signing a 5 to 7 album uh 7 album a year deal. There's no point of it anymore, right? We might not even get to 3 albums at this rate. Right, so the traditional was five to seven years, and after you've uh, met that obligation, now you're free to sign at another label or you're free to sign your own um, through your own outlet. Um, that was the traditional way, and then they said, "Wait, if they're not selling albums, how are we going to make money?" So,
1: and how they going to make money? Right, they decided to enter the three hundred and sixty deal. <laughs> so, the three hundred and sixty deal is when that's why it's called three hundred and sixty because they get a piece of everything. Yeah. Man. Right? So they get a piece of your streaming, they get a piece of your merch, they get a piece of your touring, they get a piece of sometimes even walkthroughs, club performances, anything TV appearances. Yeah. Anything that you do that makes you money,
0: yeah.
1: will make them money. They right. want it. They want a piece of everything.
0: Exactly. And, it's and like it's
1: like what's that Kings in New York? We said if if a dog I want bag in. is sold sold I in the want park, in. I want in.
0: I want in. It's the I want in deal. Right, So originally, they used to uh, give you an advance. Um, if you sign a record contract, you get an advance. And that goes toward you know the making of your album, perhaps maybe some of your videos. Um, so they still do that in the 360 deal. But now it's like, all right, we got to recoup that. So they might give you a, a bigger upfront advance. But they're still trying to recoup it through those avenues of, of income that you just spoke about. It is the I want in deal. I want in. You're making a dollar, I want in.
1: Yeah. Uh, well... So now, now people are taking a more independent route, right? Right, because they realize that with streaming, you don't you don't necessarily need the record label how you used to lead how you used to need the record. Because I've heard from record executives and people in the music industry that yeah. the reason a three hundred and sixty deal makes sense is that they are investing money
0: in the artist, right? Yeah, they call it growth development,
1: right? Yeah. And they're they're putting the artist on a platform, right? For them to get that merch sold and for them to get those TV appearances and for them to get that touring, they wouldn't have that without the push from the record label. Mm-hmm. So it's only right that the record label recoups that.
0: Yeah, I mean, but that used to, that may have been true, but in this era of like our YouTube generation of kids, right? Like I call them the YouTube generation because like our kids don't watch TV, right? Like they, they start at Disney Channel and by the time that's done, it's like, all right, well, now we're watching YouTube. So people are making themselves hot, right? They don't necessarily need a record label. And I know like um Soldier Boy, right? Like people he he's been all over the over the media outlets lately and it's like they laugh at him, but it's like, no, this what this kid did is legendary, right? Like he's the first guy to introduce artists through YouTube, right? Back to his first video, it cranked that, right? Like,
1: Soldier Boy's interesting. Yeah, he's
0: I mean he's, he's legendary, right? You can't
1: You can't dismiss
0: him. No and we shouldn't. You can't dismiss him.
1: Because like you said, he actually pioneered this whole YouTube sensation. Yeah. Get yourself hot with a dance. He's the
0: he's the first viral artist. Of yes. He's the first viral artist. Now we've seen people with who've had movements, right? Like we've seen the 50 Cent and the G and we we grew up in that dipset movement. Those were movements. But this kid's the first viral artists where it's like this is on the internet and now it's taken off right so like at the time when crank that comes out right he produced himself produced himself made with two like he didn't use any live instruments right he bought um i think it's fruity loops i believe fruity loops uh, software and created crank that right this thing goes on to sell to three million streams at in 2007 right at the time that's an all-time record this kid generates Seven million dollars at 16, right? So he becomes the first viral artist. Hey, I don't really need that label, the label has to come to me. So that he signed with Kali Park, who, who was an a- Atlanta executive at the time. But in the video, the first scene is kids, and this is like kind of indicative of how where we are now. He has two kids, uh, doing a dance, and he's sitting behind his desk, like, What are y'all doing? And they're like, That's that crank dad. and um, he's like, What is who's that. And they're like, Daddy is soldier boy. Like now the kids, because they're on the internet and they're on TV, are telling the adults like what's hot. I was like, wow. When I saw that the other day, I'm like, wow. That's like for like foreshadowing what's happening. happening These kids are telling us what's hot because they saw it on YouTube. So like he's the first viralist. Yes, we might not like the way he conveys his message, but he speaks a lot of truth in what he's saying, right? This this we can't deny this kid, right? Like He's—I mean—he's 28 now, but this kid made, him, made himself a millionaire at that age, right? So, he's our our first viral YouTube artist. Okay, okay.
1: So then, from Soldier Boys, all right. So going back to 360 deal. Yeah. So Chris Brown—he just recently made headlines.
0: Yeah.
1: He was the youngest artist to. So his new record deal, he has complete 100% control of his masters. Correct. So he's the youngest artist. have that yeah so chris
0: Chris brown is 29 right which is we've known this guy since we were since he was 16 again another guy is 16 um and that's a catalog of music but now i think he's fulfilled his uh last label deal and and now controls his masters right so like 29 anything that he puts out from this point on he owns a hundred percent of and i think some people get confused and like, what's a master's? Right? Yeah, so like,
1: so there's, so, right? there's, so there's
0: publishing, right,
1: for an artist, and right. then there's the masters, right, right. What's what's the difference between the publishing and the masters?
0: So your masters is the first recording uh, of a sound, right, or or a song, right, that people will use now to duplicate, right. So if he makes a song in 2019, he owns 100 percent of that, and he, he owns the masters. If somebody duplicates that or uses a sound from that. Right, they have to pay him for that, so he's gonna own his masters. So like the songs prior to it, and we still have to get details on the full contract. I don't know if he it it backdates if he gets the control of some of his old content, but like some of the songs that we grew up with him doing and are timeless, I'm not sure if he has control of that his old record label made. But I would anticipate that this is gonna be a huge year for him. Right, as soon as he signs that deal, he drops a video. Right, forget like I don't need a press tour like I'm putting out content right now so the song um, it's the what's the theシ- Shanice record what's the song okay right so that song comes out like as soon as he signs his deal like any sales that are ge- uh, uh, generated from that single and and the streams on that or the YouTube hits from that that advertising dials send in like he's in control of that now which is at 29 like we have guys that we listen to at 48 that don't even control their music
1: so, in the publishing, is the for the writers,
0: of right? The song? So, the the writers, um, the live musicians who uh, contribute to that, to the performance of that song or the making of that song, like so, those are two separate things, right? So, like the copying of it, and then you have um, the actual people who compose it. Um, I I I said that one of the guys I actually um, was watching Big John Platt, and I don't think anybody people are even familiar with Big John Platt, but if you're not, you should. You know, do some research on who he is. Like this guy is the publisher of the publishers. Like he, um, he, he's a legend in in um, in music. And if if you haven't seen him, do some research. And I think the Rap Radar podcast that they did with him was a phenomenal interview. And he shed a, a tremendous amount of light on what he does. Because, like you said, a lot of people want to get into entertainment and want to be rappers and singers, but there's other ways to generate. Revenue for music, and he's found a way, and he he makes sure that any artist that he comes in contact with, that they control their publishing because it's important. It's important. Okay. So also
1: in news, a boogie. A boogie. So a boogie made history. Shout out to the Bronx for being. Well, he had the the lowest sales. Well,
0: let's not start there. Let's start with see like. And this is true too. So, like, the media will say like he has the lowest sales. But let's start with the positive. Like this um, kid. No, yeah, I'm gonna get to that. Yeah, yeah, this kid has the number one. He has the number one album. He Two made history
1: units. for having the for having the number one album with the lowest selling physical physical, physical units. units ever. Right, right. So he sold 835 physical copies. Physical copies. But he streamed 80 million streams. Right. Which is the equivalent of 60 thousand albums. Yeah. So. That's interesting on two different levels, <laughs> yeah. right? Because you sold 800 copies.
0: 823 or something like that, yeah. Yeah,
1: 823 copies, yeah.
0: but you stream 80 million. Right. Right? It tells, it tells you a couple of things, right? It goes back to what we said earlier, where there are no, phys- no outlets to consume physical copies. Well,
1: that's, yeah, exactly. That's so, the first
0: thing, right? right. So, there's no stores. There's no stores, right? So There are no, like the stores that we said earlier, but even like stores like Best Buy, this huge company, right? Recently, they said that we are doing away with the CD section in our stores. It's pointless. People don't buy them, right? I've been in your car. You don't even have a CD player in your car, right? Like it doesn't, people don't consume music that way. So So
1: who's in control of the music industry right now? Is it, because I've heard this before, that the cell phone companies are really in position to be the record labels. If you think about it, okay. nothing moves without a cell phone. Right. Right? So what would stop Sprint, Verizon, or Apple directly to just cut the record label out completely and make deals with artists?
0: I think that's where we're headed.
1: That's where we're headed. I
0: think that's where but we're that's headed. that's not where we're
1: at right now. Because yeah. the artists are still... Record labels are still there. But what uh. what... What good is a record label at this point where a lot of times people don't even listen to radio anymore?
0: Right. So, like, that's important, too. Like, so, uh, Steve Stout. And, again, if you don't know who Steve Stout is and in, in you're intert- in entertainment, um, definitely somebody you should research. His, his book, The Tanning of America, is amazing. It's a must-read. Um, but his company, the United Masters, is combating that. They're saying, look, you don't need the record label. We're giving you your masters. And what he has is... I mean, he's established relationships throughout his career. I think he started with Public Enemy in the 80s, right? He was like a tour manager. Or he might have been like a, the, the assistant to the tour manager in, for Public Enemy in, in the 80s. But throughout his career, he's established relationships with artists, and he's established relationships with corporate America. And his claim to fame, like his thing that he holds hat on is like he combines those two. So like you have entertainment, and you have corporate America, right? So that's where we get the, the Jay-Z to Reebok deal. Or we get the Nas to the Sprite. Like, that's our, one of our favorite commercials, right? The legendary Sprite commercial. So you start seeing those cross brands, or it could have been LeBron to McDonald's. Like, he made that had a hand in on that. Or, like, right now, like the Beats with Dre, like, he's established so many relationships from a brand standpoint that when he gets an artist now, it's like, look, we'll connect you directly with them. You don't need that 360 deal. Come to the United Masters and we'll connect you with the brand. And now, if you want to get your, your your music in an NBA commercial, we got connections. If you want to get your your music played um, in a beast by Drake, we can do that, right? So, like, what he's offering, I think, changes the game, right? So, he's giving, like, um, similar to what your page is, right? Like, his like, listen, follow this. This can help us be free, like, own your own masters. Right? like that was that was one of my favorite lines right I own my own masses from Jay like that's a real thing
1: yeah I mean it's gonna be into that's my prediction that whoever can make that happen right yeah. whoever instead of making like you know how a boogie and them they made a deal with Atlantic
0: right but he's smart too like if you listen to his no no they are very right. smart but yeah. I'm just
1: saying whoever's whoever's camp can make a deal directly with Sprint directly with Apple, right. directly with Android, that's going to be a game changer. Because if you think about it, the whole platform is on your cell phone, right? right? As far as the streaming, is on, all the apps are on your cell phone. Yeah. If you want to watch a video, YouTube is on your cell phone. Mm-hmm. Even if you want to buy merch, you can buy that directly on your cell phone. So right. if you could do a deal directly with the cell phone company, right, yeah. and cut the record label out completely.
0: Right. Well, well that's what Jay-Z did, right? Like Well, he did do that. Yeah. <laughs> he did do that. He did do that. But that was a one-time, that was a one-off. But but that's what I'm saying. Like that might that plans to see that like we can do this. Like, so like when he says, um, I'm putting out, I think it was Magna Carta.
1: Magna Carta. Right? S- explain to people that don't know. So Magna, yeah, explain. So that. so
0: Magna Carta, um, he uh he starts putting these commercials out there in the NBA Finals, right? And he, uh, Sprint says, listen, we're giving the first million subscribers to Sprint the album for free, right? So he's putting that right to the phone company. If you have Sprint, like most people do, a lot of people do, they get the album for free. When it comes to SoundScan, that's a million albums sold, right? And so SoundScan tried to. But they fi- said, they said,
1: so they, they uh, said, no, they cheating. said that he cheated. Yeah, you cheated. Because. Like you said, it was the first million people that had signed up for that promo deal yeah. got the album for free on their phone. Right. But it's not cheating because whether they wanted it or not, they still got it. Did the consumer get that, the product? Exactly. But that's the power of going directly to the cell phone company. Right. He did. I forgot he did that. He did do that. Right. Um, and that was powerful because right. he came out the gate and sold a million records. Before day one, he sold a million
0: records. Right. so now Without he, selling any records. And that's what I'm saying. There's this. When And I posed the question earlier, are we learning more from the music? Or are we learning more from where we go going to school? It's like, no, we're learning from both, right? Because, like, that's 2013, right? But five years from now, what if that does happen, right? Like, people probably will forget. It's like I compare it to when uh, Prince, right? We had this conversation where Prince decided that, hey, I'm going to take control of my own masters. Like, I'm going to sell tickets with merchandise, with my album, so if you buy my album, you get a ticket to the show and merchandise, right? And it was like, oh my gosh, like this guy, this is who who does he think he is, right? Present day, Travis Scott does the same thing, right? And then it's like, wait, how, no, that doesn't count. How does that count? He's he's selling T-shirts. He's not selling albums, right? Like, no, this, that shouldn't count. Nikki Nikki was mad right. She that. was mad, right? But like, no, he's just he's doing what's been done. And it's worked. It's worked because did number one thing is did the consumer get the product? Yeah, they got the product, and they got some merch too, which they wear at his concerts that will sell out, right? So like, so that comparable of like, hey, Prince did that. Travis is doing it today. Like Jay did that. Let's see who, who comes up with the division to say, all right, I'm gonna go that route now too.
1: Yeah, I think that'd be interesting. That's where that's where I personally see is headed. Yeah. I may be wrong, but. Because, like I said, I mean, your cell phone is the most powerful thing in the world right yeah. now. And everything that you need pretty much in life, you can access via your cell phone. Yeah. So, being that they have that much power, I think that it's time for the artists. Smart to, enough. Yeah, smart enough. Smart yeah, enough man. For
0: sure. Just really quick, back to the, the A Boogie thing. Like, and it's the, I know the headline was like, A Boogie Sales 823 albums, but... They were like, oh, that's the lowest. But part of the story, too, is like two weeks ago, 21 Savage was the lowest with 3,000 copies, right? So, like, he's had the number one album. He only sold 3,000 copies. So, eventually,
1: we're headed to a point like, where it'll
0: be zero. two, right? Or none. Nope. There was no physical copies. Like, because you tell me where to go buy it at a physical copy. Can you buy it at Walmart? Maybe. Maybe. But they took Walmart. Well, like, he said he didn't <laughs> even put out physical copies. Exactly. So, I'm like, where did they even get 800 from? Okay. Yeah.
1: All right. All right. All right. So we talked about music for a little bit. So let's let's switch topics now. Let's go into entertainment. Yeah. Let's go into entertainment because it's almost Oscar season. Yeah. Golden Globe Oscar season. Yep. So um, I want to talk about the Oscars. Yeah. So obviously what's been going on with the Oscars, what most people have been talking about the Kevin Hart thing, right? Right. As far as they asked him to do it. Then they found some tweets from a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, then they kind of took pulled the offer back. Yeah, he's then
0: on they, a he's on a, I'm Sorry tour right now.
1: But then then he apologized and <laughs> they asked him to come back, but then he didn't want to come back. Right. So it was like a whole campaign. But every year it seems like every single year there's always some controversy with the Oscars, right. the Grammys. Like last year, remember? Was it last year with Will Smith with Jada they boycotted the Grammys, the Oscars. Um, maybe because he didn't get nominated. She wanted him to get nominated, and he didn't get nominated. And then I, it was like a boycott.
0: I see. It, well, I see it more happening in music, right? Where people well, just, the thing about cause yeah. it
1: was it was that movie when he was a um doctor for the football player that oh, had concussion. CTE. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, she had yeah, a whole yeah. thing. And she was boycotting because she was like, you know, we're not getting represented, we're not getting enough
0: Oscars. Right.
1: And every single thing, it's always a big deal. So then, so,
0: yeah, they then they try to take steps. Oh, well, instead of five people being nominated, we'll make it to yeah. eight people being we'll make it to eight films being nominated.
1: Exactly. So going back to the rap line, yeah. Twenty years ago, Jay-Z had
0: a, a legendary
1: song called Money Ain't a Thing. Yeah. And in that song, he has the line where he says, Save all the accolades just to dough. Yeah. Right. So that's an interesting lyric to me because I feel like especially our culture
0: right.
1: we need validation more than money it's like it's it's interesting right yeah
0: we have we want to fit it like we've we, made it
1: we always wanted like that validation of I need an Oscar, I need a Grammy, I need a golden glove globe um but it's like why do you need that so we did the research actually on the top ten. Highest paid actors in 2017 from on Forbes list. And the interesting thing about it is that out of the top 10 actors, only one of them has an Oscar. Right. So Chris Evans was number 10. He made 34 million.
0: Yeah, that is for people who don't know who Chris Evans is, that's um, Captain America from um, The Avengers.
1: 34 million. No Oscar. No Oscar. Salman Khan. Is a Bollywood actor from India. He made 38 million. All right. No Oscar. Adam Sandler. People don't understand how much <laughs> money Adam Sandler made. Like it's crazy. Adam Sandler made $39 million. I have no idea. I'm not even sure. I would
0: who. I would assume that I know he did a Netflix. Netflix. Deal. He, he made had, it he made he, off of Netflix. He deal. had two, two movies on Netflix. Can you name them? No. I can't. You know what? I had this conversation. I can't name the last good Adam Sandler film. I can't name. I can't name a good Adam Sandler film. No, um, I think Happy Gilmore was all right. Uh, big was it? Big Brother was it? Big Brother when he had to look. That was all right. Happy, we're Happy, going on fifteen years now. Fifteen twenty.
1: <laughs> he made forty million dollars last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. Quietly, Ash Ashay Kumar. I've never heard of him. You've heard of him before? Never heard of him. He made forty million. He's number seven. Yeah. Will Smith made $42 million right. at number at number six. No Oscar. No Oscar.
0: A few nominations. Do you know what movie he, he was in? Put, he put out uh, Bright last year on Netflix. On Netflix. Yeah, Netflix. Netflix, Netflix. that's a whole different
1: conversation.
0: <laughs> that, game changer. Definitely. Game changer. Definitely. And especially the, the success they just had at the end of the year with Bird Box. That changes the man. Bird Box, game changer. Yeah.
1: Jackie. Not Jackie Chan... <laughs> It's number Jackie Chan made 45 million dollars last year
0: yeah. <laughs> I, I I don't know you know what I so like Jackie Chan somebody's gonna be like oh, he got an Oscar so y- yeah they gave him an Oscar it's an honorary an Oscar honorary it's not, Oscar it's not, a, it's not a real Oscar he, he has 200 films they're like you know what Jackie 2016 this is your year, year man we're gonna give you one so he has an honorary Oscar
1: Jackie Chan 45 million made 45 million dollars
0: can you name a movie he was in um, out, you mean outside of Rush Hour? No, last t- <laughs> 2017.
1: Nah, 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 nah. Kung Fu Yoga. Oh. Oh, no, I thought, con- not Kung Fu Panda? No. Kung no. Fu Yoga,
0: The Foreigner,
1: and it all the other money came from endorsement deals.
0: Okay, that makes
1: sense.
0: 45, man.
1: Go figure. Yeah. Chris Hamesworth made $64 million.
0: So, Chris Hainsworth is Thor in the Avengers. I'm, I'm, we're, gonna, we're starting to see a pattern here. Robert Downey Jr. made $81 million. And he is Iron Man in the Avengers. So, at this point...
1: I don't think people fully <laughs> understand how much money Robert Downey Jr. has made He's, throughout his career. I
0: mean, he demanded $50 million for the film. For the last one. So, any sequels is just like... Different. I would imagine it would be... Different. You can't do the movie without Iron Man. Hollywood is a different type of money. The Avengers, the Marvel is a different type of money right now. Different. Yeah.
1: Number two is The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. He made $124 million last year.
0: Yeah. A, a, a lot of films. A lot of films.
1: They all look Jumanji. like- Jumanji.
0: The, that's the <laughs> only one that doesn't look like the same one. Every film that he seems like he's in, he's jumping out of a building or he's like swimming with an alligator. Will he
1: win an Oscar for Jumanji, you think?
0: <laughs> um, no, he will win our kids' hearts. Kids' Choice Awards. Nickelodeon. He'll get that.
1: The number one on the list They're is not gonna get this one. George Clooney, who made $239 million. Now, that's interesting because he does. He's the only one with an Oscar. Yeah. But he it didn't make any money off of films.
0: Right. So the, the Oscar was in 2005, I believe, for Syriana, And then in 2013 for uh, Argo. Right. Right. So he made two hundred and thirty nine million from
1: selling a tequila company. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. So they
1: sold the company for seven hundred million.
0: Yeah.
1: He made two hundred and thirty nine million off of
0: it. Company's name is let me get you George Clooney's company's name. Uh boy, here it is, here it is, here it is. Cas Amigos.
1: Cas Amigos.
0: Now but this so, is this So is that's so so this is
1: interesting. Yeah. So all right, out of the top ten actors. Right. A none of them are female. That's a different conversation altogether. Right. But one of them has has an Oscar. One, right? So ninety percent of the top ten Oscar winner, um actors of two thousand seventeen did not have
0: an Oscar, right? And if, and if we extend, I've the list, never
1: heard Jackie Chan complain about not getting an Oscar. I Maybe he, he had
0: I just never heard it. The top twenty list. If we extended the list, it would only make it two. I think. Matt Damon would be, like, number 16, and he has one for Goodwood Hunting. So do we want validation,
1: or do we want money? Or do we want people to come see our films? We got to start asking these questions yeah, because it's be like, ultimately, I don't understand why. like you People, they've treated you bad for how long? Right. And you keep holding out hope. It hurt our hearts. That this is going to be the year. <laughs> like, this this is going to be the year where yeah. I get treated better. Like we,
0: we watched Jay-Z go 0 for 80 at the Grammys, and we're like, <laughs> ah. Again, no. It's like I feel like why? (laughs) Why? Like you know what I mean? Like, why do
1: we care so much about the validation? And it's not like that validation actually really even means anything financially. Yeah. Because there's a whole list of people who have won an Oscar and their career went in the total opposite
0: direction. So like the average person, average male who wins an Oscar, their average next movie or the next year of income Uh, Increases by four million, which is a lot, but the movies don't do well. Like they get paid to do the movie, or even
1: your career, like career. So these are a couple of people that suffered the Oscar curse. Halle
0: Berry, and we we love Halle Berry. Let's yeah, of course, no disrespect to Halle. We love everybody, but she won it for Oscar for for Monsters, Monsters Ball. What has she done since? So (laughs) so she got paid right to do. I think she got maybe a million dollars right for her next film. Next, that next year, she put out Catwoman. Now, I'm not sure if people remember that <laughs> right? as a legendary movie, but you know what? She's still putting out movies. She was a part of the original Sony X-Men. She was Storm. Remember that?
1: I remember that. Yeah,
0: yeah. and then Marvel took over that, and they said, all right, this is X-Men now. Um, so she was Storm in X-Men, and then I think even yesterday, she put out um, a clip. She's going to be in John Wick 3. So she's still working but we're not, you know, like, you would think, like, when somebody performs at a high level and gets a Grammy, like, the next thing is that- Oscar. They Or Oscar, I'm sorry. They continue that high level of performance. And we haven't seen that. Hasn't. We haven't seen- And we it. love Halle Berry. Cuba Gooding Jr.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. He's- um. I think his most notable role- So he won the Oscar for- Jerry Maguire. That was, what, 25 years ago? Like At least 20 years. That was like 20 years ago. 20 years ago, yeah. The only thing I remember for him since is the OJ story. He was great in that. I didn't even see it, but I just know that he he was was great
0: in that. He might have got nominated for that. that on Lifetime? (laughs) No, no, man. That was FX. He was good on that. I thought you were going to say he's known for being in the club with the the bucket on his head. Oh, no. Well, that. (laughs) We can't forget that.
1: His career has not skyrocketed since he won an Oscar.
0: It hasn't. It hasn't. Um, it, 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 Marissa Tomei. You gotta explain that. So Marissa Tomei, people don't even know who that is. Who but, she is? Yeah, right. Who is so, she? <laughs> so like any, she originally starts on the Cosby Show. Um, Did she? Yeah, she was on the Cosby Show. <laughs> who was she on the Cosby Show? She was a go look at. She's on the Cosby Show. That's where she gets her start, and then wins an Oscar for My Cousin Vinny with Joe Pesci. It was like 92.
1: 25 years ago. Something yeah, like
0: ninety two. And we haven't. I don't know what Have happened. Have you seen her? I, we saw her. She's in um she's Spider-Man's mom in the new Spider-Man's.
1: <laughs> Adrian Brody? Yeah. Who is he?
0: He won for the pianist, I believe.
1: What has he done since?
0: You know what he did right after that? Um, I think King Kong. And that was a flop.
1: What has he done since?
0: I don't know. You know,
1: so So this just prove my point that we just named ten actors. That made a boatload of money that will probably never get an Oscar. Right. We just named four that won an Oscar that it did nothing for their career. It actually might even hurt their career. So why we gotta start asking questions like why do we still hold these awards as such high regard? Of course, everybody wants to be acknowledged for their talent, right. for their contribution. It's human, it's human nature to be to want to have some validation. Yeah.
0: But what is that worth? I think that the... I mean, if we break down the Oscar itself, I mean, it's a trophy that costs $400. I think the most valuable thing that it does provide is notoriety, for the most part. Like, we can't put a price tag on notoriety, right? So, like, there are actors that... Like, wait, who is this person or who it brings attention but to But there's
1: him. actors that won an Oscar that you never you will never know.
0: And we probably if The Rock
1: know. walks into this room right now, everybody knows They're who gonna he is. know him.
0: Right. That's he'll, true. He'll
1: never they'll probably never win an Oscar. This is true. Kevin Hart has never won an Oscar. True. Everybody knows who he is.
0: Right. But to the person who doesn't, like you know what I mean? Like some of these films we've never seen, right? Like every time there's a the, the nominations come out, there's at least like out of the five or eight, there's like six that I'm like when did that even come out? I never saw that. Right, like so. So the question is, so is it is it save save accolades, accolades
1: just a dough, just a dough, right? Is it, is it that? Do we want? Do we? Is it that, or is it validation at all
0: costs? I don't know, man. I mean, if you look at a movie like Black Panther, right, like the number three selling movie of all exactly. time. Exactly,
1: that's a perfect example. So that's going to be
0: up this year, right? It should be, well. The nominations will be coming out soon. So, it got nominated for Golden Globes. Let, let's
1: say eight, let's and then hypothetically, win. it doesn't win, right? right? There's gonna be a lot of backlash. It didn't. Who cares? It was obviously a great movie. Right. It got supported. It was the number one movie of the year. Right. So that's a, that's validation,
0: right? Right. Like that's yeah. the validation that we, you should look for. Right. Do we need like that's what I'm saying? It used to mean something when you went into the store and it said like I still remember buying Casino and it was like um academy award nominee joe pesci and i'm like that meant something but there's no physical copies to buy these things people stream even the movies now there's no store to buy them in like that looks good on a title like academy award winner (laughs) i'm like all right well let me check this out i guess but like that's not going to take anything from black Panther. like if it doesn't say uh academy award best picture or uh best supporting actor Michael B. Jordan, like, that doesn't change the movie. Exactly. Like, my kids are still going to want to watch it, it.
1: It doesn't change it. Right. It's still Black Panther, with or without an Oscar. <laughs> right.
0: So what's the value of it?
1: What is the value of it? Yeah. And so speak- you
0: said something important, too, man. Like, none of those the, of the top ten were women. Like, that's a whole nother conversation, right? That uh, wage gap, right? The average increase I said for a man was $4 million. The average increase for a woman is 500000 500000 like remember that we had this big uh, debate with um it was uh Monique no Mark Wahlberg okay um he received like an enormous amount of money for being on set for a day and um I believe was it Hillary Swain? it might have been Hillary Swank got the was there for the same day and and, and received like a hundred thousand dollars or I mean like a tenth of what she, he got and it was like wait until people started saying hey this is crazy like what is this he decided to say hey I'm gonna give this money back. Or I'm going to give it to, like, helping the cause to fight for uh, wage equality in in Hollywood. But that's an important thing, man. And, and who,
1: also, the, the diversity on that list. So, right. you had The Rock. hmm You have Will Smith.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Or Black. You have Jackie Chan, who's Asian. hmm You actually have two Indian actors. Right. So, maybe it is diverse, if you think about it. For males. Yeah.
0: Yeah. For males, I mean, from that list, from the standpoint, so that's, of that's, that's just half, the dough—that's half of the list of just the dough, right? When it comes like just to, to the nominations, right? right. right? Didn't right. they have uh, Oscar So White? Was that two years? Yeah,
1: that was two years ago. Two years ago. Okay,
0: all right. So that's the question that we
1: have to—we have to keep asking.
0: There's a small tidbit that we almost over us not overlooked, right? So like George Clooney, two hundred, what was it, two hundred forty-nine million, two hundred thirty-nine million, something like that—sells yeah. a liquor company. We've seen this in our culture. Yeah. Right. Like we've seen this blueprint. Like they that might be a blueprint that was like, hey, I've seen these guys do it. Like we've seen Puff get with Tarak and what that's done. We've seen Jay get with Armadale and get with Deuce, uh, Ace of Spade and now Ducey and what that's done. Even the the fifty cent vitamin water deal. Like get with these beverages companies and hopefully it blows up. And like this guy does it and it's like nobody even knows like if you if somebody was to guess, I doubt George Clooney would come to their mind like this dude just made two hundred and forty million dollars from selling a beverage that I doubt anyone's ever tasted. I don't know anyone that's ever tasted. I just say that. you know anyone uh no uh, yeah, I'm not a tequila drinker, <laughs> so I don't know
1: but how many deals are done like that that we don't know about, but that's why
0: we're here exactly that's why we're here to to shed the light on that, right? okay,
1: so accolades or money in that vein. You feeling the Super Bowl, Travis Scott performance? You feeling that?
0: Uh so I'm gonna go back. Let's let's use I'm gonna use the alert, right? Like, after Super Bowl, you need me, I don't need you. I feel like that's my stance with him. Like he doesn't need it. He didn't need it. He's gonna do it, obviously. I think he, he decided to
1: So you don't get paid for the Super Bowl.
0: Did, yeah, there's no income. So like this, you this, pay this, for that.
1: Right. Right. So the thing about it is that you're doing it because it's a look. Right? Notoriety. But once again, it goes back to the validation argument right? where does the does the Super Bowl really help your career? Because Justin Timberlake <laughs> came out with an album the man. day after the Super Bowl performance. The Man in the Woods. And it did terrible. The
0: album did terrible, but the tour is crazy. Because he's still Justin Timberlake. He's still Justin Timberlake. So, But the album did terrible. Right. I did not listen to that. Janet
1: Jackson, have we seen her since?
0: <laughs> she just put out an album. Yeah? No? I, I think. I think she put out an album. I know she put out a single with um, Daddy Yankee. <laughs> they had Bruno Mars do it twice. Twice, back to back. But the ironic thing is, Beyonce did it too, right? So like the year after, or two years after, now it's like, you need me, I don't need you. Like, granted, Beyonce did not pay for that, right? She had a deal with Pepsi that, they sponsored her tour, and they sponsored her performances. So, Pepsi they front the bill on the stage performance.
1: But that's a powerful line that Jay-Z says, you you need me, I don't need you. Because it's really speaking in broader terms to say the artist has control over the situation right now. Right. With YouTube, with social media. so But for some reason, they still think that they need the validation. They still need a Grammy. They still need an Oscar. They still need the Super Bowl performance. And he's not
0: even the main performer.
1: Exactly. We just went over... (laughs) Like, three different examples of how the Oscars, you don't need an Oscar to make money. Right. You don't need a Grammy to sell records. Obviously. You don't need to be on the radio to sell records. Right. To perform. To sell merch. Right. You don't need to be at the Super Bowl. Travis Scott's already Travis Scott.
0: Yeah. With or without the Super Amazing Bowl. Amazing tour.
1: He's still one of the hottest artists in the world Absolutely. with or without the Super Bowl. Absolutely. So, I'm not really here to judge him on that. Yeah. But if that's why he's doing it, I think that that's a poor decision. Yeah. Because I don't feel that like he needs to do that.
0: Right. Did if he wants to did do? Did he get it, nominated? Then, did not, Is he nominated for a Grammy as well? Sure. Did, yeah, I think have, Album of
1: the Year. I think yeah. something like that.
0: I just, just for the record, we're just going to say that we think Victory Lap is the Album of the Year.
1: Yeah. Now if
0: it doesn't win, it's still our Album of the Year, right? Like it doesn't matter, right? Like. Right. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. We'll did, see. You, did you see what they did today? The NFL did today. You no, see who's singing the okay. National Anthem? Who? They got Gladys Knight singing the National Anthem. <laughs> there you go.
1: Well, there you have it. <laughs> there you have it, man. So, all right. Um, anything else you want to talk about, touch on?
0: Um, my final word? Let's do a final. Yeah, I got a final word. So, I got a message this morning, and um, a dear friend of mine, Ima, uh, text me, congratulations. It was written. And... Um, I was like, wow, because we always have these Jay-Z and Nas debates, and I was like, it was written. She didn't know that this was going to be my final word, but we say this all the time, why shoot the breeze about it when you could be about it? So I'm glad that we're here, because how many years have we been shooting the breeze? And now we're finally being about it, right? Because we've we've helped each other, and we've helped a lot of people around us, but now we can help on a, a larger scale, um, which I think is amazing, man. So shout out to you for bringing me in on this, man. This is this is amazing. and. For everybody who's ever had a conversation with us, right? Like in the parking lots, barbershops, wherever we are, we always seem to spark a conversation or a debate. Sometimes intense, sometimes, you know, just shooting the breeze. So that was my final word, man. Why shoot the breeze about it when you can be about it?
1: No, that's dope. Shoot the breeze. Why shoot the breeze about when you could be about it? Legendary line. It was from written. Jones. It was yes, written. Yeah. So it is. Yes. Once again, I just want to say thank you for all the support that we have gotten so far, and um, I know that we will continue to get, um, and especially you know on on social media platforms. Um, so stay tuned. This is just the first chapter. We have many more in store. Um, peace, see y'all. Yeah. On the next one.
0: Episode one, man. What would they say? 2019 is almost over. That's
1: a fact. <laughs> Put
0: your That's phone down fact. and do so.
1: That's a fact. <laughs> all right, we check, y'all.